Welcome to State of the Art Southern Illinois. We're excited to have with us today Marianne Stotler, the newly appointed chairman of the board for the Marion Cultural and Civic Center. She is the first newly appointed chairman of the board in the history of the Marion Cultural and Civic Center. The original chairman of the board served from its creation in 1974 until December of 2021. So join us today as we welcome Marianne Stotler. She has been a board member since 1975, and so she has a lot of institutional knowledge, but also has some great foresight and vision for the future. Welcome to State of the Arts Southern Illinois. We're excited to have the new Chairman of the Board of Directors of the Marion Cultural and Civic Center with us today. Marianne Stotler, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Josh, I'm really excited. I want to tell you, though, I might just be a tad bit nervous. Oh, there's no need to be. Oh, okay. You know, very few people ask me to talk. Some kind of sigh and wonder if I'm going to take a breath, but very few ask me to talk. So, you know, this is really an honor for me. (laughs) It's wonderful. We, I mean, this is obviously... Uh, the Civic Center as a whole is a comfortable space for you. You have been around the Civic Center as an organization for 47 years. Uh, um, yes, in my other life. So I add that on to mine, and I think I might be close yeah. to 56 now. So you are now the first um, new chairman of the board in the history of the Marion Cultural and Civic Center. I am. I am. So... One, we're so happy to have you. Oh, but thank you. For anyone in the community that doesn't know everything about Marianne Stotler, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit of your background? And Okay. Well, I've lived here all my life. I'm an only child. My mother taught school. My dad did several things. He worked in the mines, but the last thing that he did, he was director of personnel at Norge in Heron. I went through Marion schools. I went to Longfellow. First of all, I went to the old Washington school. Well, before Washington school, my mother taught at a country school. They were closing them out. So she taught at a country school. And I went with her when I was four. And so when I came to town, I had already learned to read. And they bumped me out of first grade into second. I've always told people that I'm just extremely smart. And that's why I graduated early. But the honest truth is I started early. Uh, Then I went to Longfellow School. I was in the first class at Longfellow. I graduated from Marion High School. I went to Southeast Missouri University and majored in education. I, in 1968, I graduated from college. I had my first teaching job. I taught at the old Lincoln School, fifth grade and fifth and sixth grade music and choir. And then I stopped and we had our children. I have three children, Sally, Jane, and David. After uh, I went back to, I substituted for a while, and then I went back to apply and found that uh, Fred and I were going to have a surprise blessing, which was David, 13 years after my other children. So when he was a year old, I went back to teaching, and uh, I taught 27 years then and so for a total of 30 years and I retired in 2007. I was blessed to marry my husband Fred. We loved life, enjoyed our children. We were complete opposites which I think is a wonderful thing to be. 
So we were we have had a, a blessed life together and we've enjoyed it very much. And I will have to say we miss him. Mm-hmm. Fred was a wonderful man. I he uh, was. And, and very patient. <laughs> <laughs> it is a virtue, isn't it? It is. It is, especially when when, when I'm around. <laughs> so take us back to 1975. Okay. Uh, 1975, you started on the board of directors with the Marion Cultural and Civic Center. I did. And what was it like back then? Well, I have to. T- I was getting dressed to go to Evansville shopping, and I had the radio on, and that's when I heard that I had been uh, put on the Marion Civic Center board. Did not know anything about any of it until then, so it was a surprise. In 1975, when I came on the board, it was, oh my goodness, we did everything. We sold tickets, we ushered, we cleaned the bathrooms, we uh, had our meetings upstairs, we manned the concession stand. Luetta and Bob Butler and Yolan and Pete Peterson were the mainstays. The concession stand was maybe three feet by five feet. Luetta ran the concession stand. Bob fixed the sodas. Luetta took orders. Yolan took orders. And Pete did the popcorn. And they had a runner. And the runner got the things and handed them up. And you did it exactly the way Luetta said because she had it all planned out. Uh, The Civic Center then was, it was new. There was nothing at all around like the Marion Civic Center. People dressed up. You had to, oh, we went to Style Art. We all had new outfits, long dresses, long skirts, and dressed up. It was just the place to go to be seen and to see. Um, Dr. Merrill, Dr. McAlpin, and Louisa, and Carl Goodwin, Ray Reynolds, so many of those people that are gone now, but they worked so hard to make the Civic Center be successful. As beautiful as the Civic Center is, the Orpheum or the old center was like a mini fox. Mm -hmm. We had brass uh, columns inside that were always shined so much you could see your face in them. The carpeting, everything was just beautiful. I, I, I can close my eyes and still see it. So we had people come from all around here, we had telethons in the in the lobby, and we all would man the phones, and we would call and ask people if they would like to become a patron of the arts, and that's so. That's how we started our patron series with actual phone calls from all of us, and then it was kind of a contest to see how many people you could call and get to say yes on your phone call. We had uh, just a memory for me. We had a very active volunteer group. Primarily, uh, it was my mom and my aunt and their friends, of course, and my friends. And we met regularly. And our big event was we had a party at the about the end of the patron series. And we worked upstairs and everybody brought hors d'oeuvres and cookies and little cakes and pretty foods. And we put it on silver trays. As soon as the event was over, Bob Bradley and Dr. Merrill and Dr. McAlpin and Ray Reynolds lifted the tables from the orchestra pit, 
put cloths on, put the candles, the punch bowl, everything, got it set up. And we set all these pretty trays of food down. And it was an event. I mean, we all looked forward to it. Of course, those things can't be done now, but the work of those few people at that time have made this mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, and you're, you were talking about the old Orpheum Theater, mm-hmm. um, which it was built in 1922, and then in 1974, the city purchased it. Uh, and uh, Jackie Hancock uh, convinced uh, Bob Butler and the council to take it into consideration to make it a cultural and civic center for the community. Right. Um, when it at that time it was actually set for demolition for additional parking. It was, and and Jackie Hancock had so much to do with that. Her tenacity of getting people to to listen and to work. She she was unbelievable with the amount of influence she had and the amount of work she did. And so, it became officially became the Marion Cultural and Civic Center in 1974. You came on the board in 1975. Um, what would you say is your, from the early days of the Marion Cultural and Civic Center, what would you say is like your number one, like most important memory that that comes to mind for you? Oh, my goodness. One, one thing that I remember, we did all the props for those people that were coming in. And I wish I could remember her name she came and did a, a one-woman show, and she wanted a black cake, and she wanted a fancy antique tea service. So that was my job, was to find the, to make a black cake and, and to find the tea service. One of the things that I enjoyed the most, and I think is probably a precious memory, was our dinner with Red Skelton. We ate at the Uptowner, which Waylon Sims had at that time, and uh, we sat in a U-shape, Red Skelton sat next to Yolan, and Fred and I were just around the corner. And he was just so kind and witty and fun. And while he talked, he drew a clown on a napkin. That He was also famous for his clowns, that he, that was the artist, that part of an artist for him. And, oh, it was just unbelievable, and we couldn't help but watch. And then, of course, when he finished, he gave it to Yolan, we kind of hoped that there would be a raffle and we'd all have a chance for it. But that was who deserved it, and she did get it. But that was such a special memory. It's the only time I've ever had dinner with a famous person. And at that time, he was loved by everyone. He was such a kind man as well as being so funny. Do you, do you have any recollection of like what year Red Skelton was here? Oh, no. My hair was still dark. So I, it was before I turned 39. So I don't know, early on in the 80s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so moving forward from there, the Marion Cultural and Civic Center burned in 1997. What was that like? Can you tell us about the, like the impact that it had on the community, that that disaster had on the community? Oh, it was terrible. It was like a pall had fallen on the city because before it was a patron series, it was the, the movie place where everyone went to the movie. So it was important to everyone in a different way. 
just hard to believe that uh, that beautiful, beautiful building and all the things in it, all the memories, uh, pictures of everyone who had performed. And at that time, we we had several who had performed. Uh, everything was gone, and and you just I think it was disbelief for a while, and then it was just miraculously everyone just tied into. There was never a doubt that there wouldn't be a civic center. I, if there was, I, I never heard it. It was just a matter of, okay, this is what happened, and it was terrible, but we'll clean it up and grab our pants and pull them up and, and go for it again, which what they did. So the community really came together around they did. it. They did. And Gail White from Carbondale uh, was the architect. He also had such an interest in old building and he knew so much and he would bring drawings and we would look at them and uh, I would pretend I understood and nod and smile because I respected what he did and uh, he well he just did so many things there were things that he showed us that we needed and there were things he showed us that we really wanted and then there were those things that were just desired, and then what we could afford. Mm-hmm. So it kind of went in that order, and uh, being able to afford certain things certainly had a difference in, in what we could do, but oh my goodness, how blessed we are. So one thing I've always been curious about is whose idea was it to pull all of the bricks from the original facade out of the remnants of the fire to be reconstructed as part of the You know, I, do, I don't know. I, I, I've I, always I, been so curious about it. I think Jackie Hancock would probably know the answer to that. It's always, that's to me, that is the big signature mm-hmm. thing about this building. And what makes the Marion Cultural and Civic Center so unique mm-hmm. is that it captures the history of a, over 100 years of entertainment in its community. And... And it still allows for people to walk through that history to enter the building. And so whenever people come into the building, they're still entering through the history of 100 years of entertainment in this community and what was at the center, a, a pillar in this community uh, for, for bringing people together. And I just think it's the most miraculous thing that, that it was done in the first place and that it maintains the history while being this incredibly well-designed, built, constructed venue that facilitates so many things in a modern way that that the old one couldn't but still maintains that history right and the fact that we have part of the facade uh encased in front is just it's just such a a a wonderful sight to see so you said the community really came around in the reconstruction they did however there was there was a disagreement and kind of got a heated one at times. Many people thought that it should be built out where the mall in that area. Many people thought it should be built downtown because it was the focal point of the square. And this is where most, well, many of us felt that we wanted to draw the people to. So there was a lot of discussion. There were people who... When I say they were not happy, it wasn't a, 
ugly anything like that. But the people who wanted it out wanted it out, and the people who wanted it here wanted it here. And probably the fact that Mayor Butler wanted it here helped us out quite a bit. The big bugaboo with everybody was the parking. There's always been plenty of parking but downtown, but you, you sometimes have to take more than five steps. But if you think about it, even when you go to a restaurant, you have to walk sometimes from the parking lot or across the street. And I, so I don't really think that that has been the problem that a lot of people thought it would be. Uh, on a rainy night or a cold night, you know, it does make a difference. But uh, everything, everything turned out okay, and it's all within a, a walking. Even I can still walk it. I can't imagine it being anywhere else. It's such an anchor to the historical downtown Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it part of what is Mayor Abcher's view of revitalizing the downtown is the Civic Center as an anchor that's creating that foot traffic that will draw businesses into downtown. And we're starting to see that come to life as more and more things are happening here at the Civic Center more and more businesses are starting to pop back up downtown. And and so the the foresight to have it still be here on the square as an anchor, this many, you know, we're, it was the construction finished in 2004. And I think the debate on where to have the Civic Center happened in like 99. Mm-hmm. And so looking at 23 years later, having it here on the square is having that lasting effect of creating the buzz and the business downtown for a revitalization effort um, in seeing the downtown come back to life, which is wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's, I think Marion is fortunate to have a downtown, and <laughs> it's just wonderful to see what's happening down here. And it's drawing private investors to invest and revitalize downtown. So it's a, it's an amazing thing, and a, kudos and hats off to, to you and all of the board members and councilmen and Mayor Butler that that fought to keep it down here. So let's look at like in 1975, where did you think the Marion Cultural and Civic Center was headed as you were on the board? I honestly thought it was what it was. I thought that it would stay a lovely place for people to come. And I thought that we would have different kinds of uh, entertainment. We had some things that were interesting. I think it was the very beginning of the idea that we wanted to introduce different kinds of art. I can remember one of the funniest shows I think we had was Not to be Funny. And it was a ballet. And they were all dressed in toe sacks. And you, you really... It was just a strange ballet, but it caused a lot of talk and a lot of, I don't know that the reaction they got, I'm sure the reaction they got wasn't what they wanted, but it was fun and it didn't, it didn't keep people from coming to other things. I just thought it would always be, I thought it, we would always have nice programs with wonderful people that came. It would be a place to enjoy one another. Um, I really didn't have, I'll have to admit, in 1975, I was a lot younger, and I, I didn't have all the visions or, and the thoughts that 
I've had in the last several years. So when, when was that shift for you from seeing that it's going to be what it is and we're going to keep doing a handful of programs every year that are interesting and make people think to this is something that it could really be and this is a direction we can go. Where was that, when or where was that shift for you? A little bit when, when Mike Bennett was here because he would travel to Chicago or he would travel out and bring more ideas in. Before we looked at brochures, Bob Gottlieb, I believe, was our uh, director way back when, and we would look at brochures and we would read and we would discuss. And then when you came, very honestly, everything changed. You you brought enthusiasm, you brought insight, you knew where to go to look for things and, and how to negotiate getting them. And it was just a whole new um, beginning for us. And we were very fortunate because uh, we've grown. And I look at what we're having here now. I've seen people in this center the last few months that I've never seen here. And it is, it's exciting, and they're liking it, and you hope that it will cause them to maybe try being a patron and coming to those things that they're going to like one and not like another. Who cares? It's one night out of your life, and it's a new experience. It's like eating a new food. And so I, I just think it's exciting that we have so many, many different things. And I will admit, some of them I really like, and some of them, well... I, I try not to be negative, but it's just not my cup of tea. But that's okay. Well, and that's, that's the beauty okay. of the the diverse programming that we that we are striving for right now is that everything isn't for everyone. No, and but it shouldn't be. But by presenting so many different things, we have a much larger chance of reaching everyone. I talked to a man the other night that I don't really that I don't really know. I knew who he was. And he comes to the rock things. He said, he has kind of a husky voice. He said, I I buy a ticket. I want to sit on the front row. I want to put my elbows up on the stage. And I want to hope they throw a pick my way. And he said, you know, he said, we are so lucky. We don't have to drive an hour and a half. We don't have to drive two hours. We drive five minutes and we are in a beautiful theater seeing a wonderful show. And I, it was exciting just to hear somebody, you know, that I didn't really know, you know, talk about mm-hmm. it in that way. So do you feel at this point that that the Civic Center is achieving some of the goals that you had? Oh, I think so. We're reaching out to the children. Uh, we just had Scooby-Doo and The Lion King, which is not just for children, but I know children loved it. The Hiplet Ballet was a sleeper that if other people had come it was full it was a full house I mean not many more people could have come but so many children were there and I know that the schools come for special events we have artist displays on the wall now that uh, afford people who paint or do a certain kind of artwork a place to show their work and for it to be appreciated Uh, so many things people rent this for dance recitals and musicals and uh the center is used as a utility for people but it's also used as a a showing for the arts which is a wonderful mix and the popcorn is delicious (laughs) 
The popcorn has always been a through line. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there was an art to popping the popcorn. <laughs> so what do you view as MCCC's role here in this community? Um, as, as you are now chairman, how do you view the Civic Center's role for this community? Well, I might have just jotted some things down that I kind of wanted to uh, make sure that I did say. I, and it's been referred to this many times, but I, th I think the Civic Center is a, a huge, brilliant, radiant jewel in the center of a crown of Marion. There are so many wonderful things going on, uh, plans that are being made, and some that we are beginning to see realize. But right in the middle of that, there's the Marion Civic Center. Just like several years ago, when this town was equally as wonderful, but in a different, different way, it's, it's a place where anybody who's lived here, I think, or grown up here, loves it. And they love the downtown, love the downtown. And to see it revitalized and to see this beautiful jewel right in the center of it, I, I, I just can't help but think it's going to grow and blossom and always shine for everyone. It's someplace you can bring your children back to. I brought all my kids and grandchildren Friday night. I was so anxious to show it off to them. Uh, not, not many towns ho have something like this, and it's beautiful. And the things that we have, I sound like it's my baby, and it's not my baby, but I, I'm proud of it. I'm so proud we have it. One thing that I've, that I've gained from, from being here for, for my time as director is that, and it took me a little while to learn this, that the Marion Cultural and Civic Center is creating generational memories and that you were here whenever you were, you were young. Your children danced on this stage. Mm -hmm. Now your grandchildren are dancing on this stage. And, and for so many they are seeing, we are seeing generations throughout families yes. being a part of this and that memories, precious memories of recitals and seeing shows together are created for families generationally that, that creates something for them sentiment from a sentimental standpoint to come back to together here at the Civic Center. And that's something that I've come to really treasure with our role in the community is creating a space for those generational memories to be created. Um, is there a way that you feel like the Civic Center could better serve this community? You know, I, I will have to say, I, I don't know how. Only, my, my only thing that would, I think would make it better would be some way to make those people come in who have not been here. And I think that you're doing all that you can do to bring so many different kinds of things in that we are bringing new people in. And uh, if we can snag them and make them feel that, that this is their civic center, this is theirs, it's our communities. And, uh, but other than that, Josh... I don't know what it would be. I don't, you know, uh, hand out free popcorn on the 
square if they come in for something. But no, I, I think I think everything is being done. There's always more you can do. But yeah. we, what it would be, I have no idea. One thing that I've realized somewhat during the pandemic is that we were serving the community in what we were bringing here. Um, but I feel like what became apparent to me is that we weren't serving the local artists within the community and the local musicians within the community as well as we possibly could. Um, you know, being a large venue with a large platform, uh, we have an, an ability to, to get things out into the public eye. Um, and that's kind of a goal that I'm hoping to achieve with this podcast is to, to create a platform that highlights some of those local artists, local musicians, local arts organizations, and to, to get that to spread further in the community and for us to better serve the actual artists in the community in a way that we hadn't before. Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. That's a fantastic goal. I, and it's happening. So you're leading people down the path. Um, how does it make you feel to be the, the first newly selected board chairman in the history of the Civic Center? Well, I'll tell you, it makes me just a tad nervous. Uh, Yolan Peterson will always be the grand lady of the Civic Center. She was at its beginning, along with Yolan and Jackie, but she's always been synonymous with the Civic Center. And her shoes are her shoes. They're not mine. I'll be happy if I can be a princess with fancy flat shoes and if I can do that job. Uh, I am, David teased me the other day because I said I'm humbled because he said, Mom, that, that word's been used. But I said, I, I am humbled. And I'm so grateful that uh, people would think that, that I could do this. We have the most wonderful board. They work hard, and there's not a group of people that could love this Civic Center more. And they want to work, and they want to do, and they want to be aware of, of what's going on. Very supportive. All of them are. And it's, that in itself is wonderful. There's not sometimes when you have a board, there's a, a kind of an underlying current of, Things, but there is not with this. Um, I wrote something, and I want to read it because I want to. I want to say it. So just bear with me. I said we have a truly remarkable board that loves this jewel of the Civic Center. They have and want it to sparkle so brightly that its light can be seen forever. We have a director who is phenomenal and has promoted the growth and hardened has. Pardon me has made the Civic Center what it is. We have Derek, we have a caring staff that keeps this building sparkling. It keeps it ready for people to come. I, I, I'm just, I'm so proud of it, I'm proud of you and, and proud of the board that we are going into this revitalization of our town right along beside it. We're carrying the the part of Mayor Butler and, and the growth of the town and his support and the prosperity right into Mayor Absher's program of revitalization. And still, the Civic Center 
is right there in the middle with its crown and jewels shining. So I am very honored to be. I hope I don't mess it up. I am what I am. (laughs) Well, you are fabulous and you are uh, going to be a wonderful leader for our organization. We're so excited to have you in that role. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a part of this um, and and jumping into the podcast, um, whether you were comfortable to do so or not. We really appreciate your time and you joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you for joining us today for State of the Arts Southern Illinois, a podcast from the Marion Cultural and Civic Center, shining a light on artists, musicians, artisans, arts organizations, and arts events here in Southern Illinois. We look forward to bringing you more about events here at the Marion Cultural and Civic Center and events throughout Southern Illinois in a way to keep you informed. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in to get us again next Thursday morning here on State of the Arts, Southern Illinois.